Welcome once again to Chino y Chicano. I'm Matt Chan, the Chino. I'm Enrique Cerna, the Chicano. And Feliz Año Nuevo, Matt. And, you know, just because I know your Spanish is kind of flaky every now and then. <laughs> well, it's too that early means... for me to say Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, that's true from your, your end. Happy New Year from the Latino community and all those that uh, have already celebrated. But uh, as we record, this uh, episode, it is January 6th, and it is one year since the uh, nation's capital went crazy as all of these pro-Trump supporters, you know, are urged on by Donald Trump and his other crazy followers attacked the nation's capital. And, you know, I don't know about you, but this just even a year later, I- I'm pissed about it. And I also have to say, I'm I'm actually deeply worried and concerned because I think our democracy is is teetering, really teetering. I I think we're in big trouble. I I won't let myself go to that dark place, but I think you're probably right. I mean, you know, when earlier in the year, remember uh, last year, I, I had likened the MAGA supporters to zombies. And when you watch the images, that looked like. A zombie movie with people storming the wall, climbing walls, trying to get, you know, to eat their brains. I don't know what the deal was. <laughs> and in waves, too. They just in were waves, like in yeah. waves. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, these poor suckers who got totally duped by the master con man and his minions. It's just unforgivable. It is the it is the most irresponsible thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean. Look, we grew up in this world expecting people to act like adults. There, There is a rule of conduct and civil discourse that, you know, has always strained at the edges, but it's never been blown up like this. Right. And a rule of law, too. I mean, oh, yeah. And, and particularly attacking the Capitol where Congress is and taking over offices and calling for the head of Mike Pence, you know, who is the vice president of the United States and a Republican and obviously connected to Trump at the time. Who still to this day won't disavow what happened. And and that is the thing that really just pisses me off because so many Republicans today are unwilling yet to say that what happened there that day? I was listening to this interview last night on, on the PBS NewsHour, and they were talking to a congressman from Texas, and he happened to say, "Well, these people were escorted in," and oh, then, and then yeah. the, the reporter on the other end nicely interrupted him and said, "Now wait a minute, I've, I've got to really—I uh, was there, I was watching people. They were not escorted; they were attacking, they were charging, they were breaking windows, they were breaking doors." and attacking. How can you say that? And that's what what really pisses me off, because it's almost like they're Holocaust deniers of some sort. I mean, come on. It's reality. They probably are Holocaust deniers. (laughs) They they might be. Yeah, yeah, they very well might be. And then these polls that have come out that show that, uh, you know, was actually a story the Politico had about uh, a number of the people that were uh, arrested and charged are now running for office. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're going to run for office, and they're using the publicity and notoriety, really, that they got to run for office. And it may very well help them win. 
and, and that it is may. that that it may it that to me is such an outrage. And something another poll showed that like 21 million Americans they actually see what happened there that day as a kind of an okay thing. How can you? Yeah. It's interesting. The, the statistical stuff that people throw around troubles me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Because when they say like 40% of all Republicans say that it was justified or, or, you know, it, or it never happened or whatever, you're already talking about less than like 30% of the population. So it's 40% of 30%. Yeah. But the media keeps giving it air because the more outrageous, I mean, the news has become WWE, right? <laughs> the line between fabrication and exaggeration is blurred. Yeah. Um, because why are we giving these morons like Marjorie Taylor Greene, there, there I said her name, Loretta Bobbert, all these <laughs> other people, why do we even give credence to their utterances? Because it's entertainment. It's outrageous. Because it's, it's outrageous. Because it is so outrageous. Well, here's some of those numbers that, I, that uh, were... Um, <laughs> that were found in, in a, some of the uh, polls. Uh, this is a, a public opinion. What is it? Marist College Institute for Public Opinion. Uh, so credible. Or actually, yeah. And also, well, no, the NPR and PBS NewsHour and Marist National Poll. So come on. I mean, I got to give the public television and radio some credence here. But No, no, no I'm yeah, yeah, credible polls. Yeah, right. Um, 49% of Americans consider the events of January 6th to be an insurrection. And a threat to U.S. democracy. I'm surprised it's only 49%, but then again, that shows the, the split down the middle. Yeah, but in today's world, that's an overwhelming majority. Yeah. <laughs> 25% believe it was a political protest protected under the First Amendment. Ugh. And 19% say the incident was unfortunate but does not have any implications for the future. Are you blind? They only, <laughs> numbers break down along party lines. 89% of Democrats considering it an insurrection. 45% of Republicans calling it a political protest. I, I love the way you just kind of, uh, you know, massage this thing. More than six and 10 Americans, 62% think that the House investigation into the day's events is appropriate. Well, that's good. It's not a witch hunt. Uh, those that think it's a witch hunt is around 35%. A majority but decreasing percentage of Americans blame former President Donald Trump for the day's events. 58% of, Amer of Americans blame Trump as of mid-January 2021. And now that number is down to 53%, not, not too far off. Um, and most Americans agree that democracy in, is in danger. 78% of Americans think that uh, the, the democracy is being uh, threatened of course, Jimmy Carter came out and said, uh, we're at genuine risk for the democracy to slip into the, the abyss. Um, but, you know, what worries me more, I'm worried for the country. Yes, definitely. But as a person of color, uh, I'm, I'm deeply worried for our communities because we're the ones that always catch the crap. Well, we, we're the straw man always, right? Right, right. And, and the bigger issue to me, and this whole thing about democracy is something that I, you know, if you've listened to this, I, I've been railing on for all the time. But the, the thing that, it, that I'm extremely worried about is voting, is because uh, Republicans have managed to, in states and through their legislatures, which they control, to really manipulate voting. And it's really, uh, we're going to see this in 2022 
And unless, uh, well, we stand up to it as citizens, but particularly as people of color to get out and vote uh, and challenge this stuff, uh, we, we can't do that. We, we can't not back up. We can't back off. We cannot not vote. That's that's the bigger thing. Yeah. I, I mean, if you think about it, it is sort of a macro look at what people of color right. have gone through their whole lives. Right. <laughs> you got to be bigger. You got to be better. You got to turn out. You got to show up. Right. And, and so Democrats, even though you're we're in the majority, we're going to have to act like the minority and really turn yeah. out. I mean, that's what happened in Georgia. Right. We actually turned out, um, you know, Asian people, Mexican people, Latino people, they need to show up. I mean, I think black people show up right, the best right. as far as most minorities, right? Um, because the white establishment's been able to divide Asians and Latinos. Latinos, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and you know, because there is a real conservative vein in both our groups, right? And and in, from Asian culture, it stands from the communists, right? Anti-communists. Right. And and it sort of is that in the Latino community, right? Because there's Cubans and you know others. There, so, there's that, yeah. But there's also, I think, a machismo thing within the Latino machismo it, yeah. and religious. Yeah, it, it definitely. So there are cultural issues there that really, um, you know, play a part in those things. I think I would say for Latinos, it's it's Latino Latinas that well, can make course. the biggest difference to urge to get out because. Uh, you know, and, and actually, if you look across the country for, uh, you know, running for office and making some inroads, uh, they definitely have been doing that as well. But it, it, this is a time that I think we're OK, we're coming up in the 2022 elections and it's going to be very telling uh, as to what what happens here. But I think particularly what happens in elections and how they might be uh, manipulated and marred, uh, we got to. We have to really watch that. But that's going to be a very telling thing for our democracy. And I think that, that people need to really worry about it. I, I, with everything else that's going on right now, as we, as we talk, we know we've got weather issues. We've got, you know, COVID and, and out of control and uh, particularly with the uh, newest variant and things and can't even find a test. But, you know, I think there is there is one narrative that that not that many people are touching on. And that is people want to get back to a semblance of normality. Definitely. And I think the stridency of the left, the lunacy of the right, I think Seattle's election is actually kind of a bellwether. Yeah. They decided they would go and kind of try to get back to normal. And enough of the defund the police, enough of this, enough of that. It's all important, but you can't focus all your energy on that. We need to focus on getting back to reality and conducting ourselves like a, 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 a democracy. Right. And I think there is that. And if we can motivate people that don't vote, that should have a say to get out, I think there is a good chance we'll get through this. I think you bring up a good point. And I think Seattle can be a bellwether for this because you're right. I think there was this sense in electing Bruce Harrell. It was about... Uh, uh, bringing an adult back uh, to some well, degree. That's what Essex yeah, right, said. Yeah. He, said that he was yeah. he was our Joe Biden. Yeah, and we'll see. You know, obviously, we'll, we'll see, see how he does. And uh, uh, but I think with all the issues that we're facing here, uh, 
that and particularly obviously the the homelessness situation and the impact on the economy here and downtown and all of that uh there's a real opportunity to make a difference uh we obviously still have some issues with the police department you know the latest report about a uh kind of a bogus uh interactions over the police radios during the chop chaz thing on uh, saying the proud boys did that surprise you and uh, no it didn't it didn't and then to some extent I, I after listening to that you know they were using it as a ploy to kind of move people um but it was kind of stupid you know but well yeah. it's very yeah. stupid but it just tells you how how broken the chain of command right. and the fact that durkin had absolutely no grasp on the city or the situation. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, where's, yeah. you know, I mean, Carmen Best, I don't really know because she never says anything. You don't know what role she played in this, yeah. um, you know, but, you know, it really does. The buck stops with the mayor. And the fact that there was no measure of control was shocking. Yeah. Me. And it'll be interesting to see what comes down out of that, because um, obviously, you know, there was someone decided to take it upon themselves as a as a somebody in the chain of command to to let that happen um so we'll see what happens there well let's talk about something that you're going to be involved in is <laughs> that matt is going back to work you actually are taking a, a position with the city um in the Bruce Harrell administration as a special advisor. So give us a little rundown. I know that you're still in the works in the process of kind of figuring out everything you're going to be doing. Uh, but, you know, tell us well, a little the, bit. The, the, the broad strokes is I'm going to go in to really work on community engagement. I mean, one of the things the new mayor really wants is to be totally transparent. And I think that's a word that's thrown around a lot, but there are some action steps and there is a way to hold that claim to be accountable. And that's going to be part of my job because I think we need to, again, it, it, it falls to the larger narrative is we need to get together and solve this problem. It's not just going to be one side or the other who yells the loudest. It's going to take a concerted effort by everybody. I mean, we, we can't rule this. We can't rule the city by reading, you know, next door and everybody yelling, <laughs> get off my lawn. Right. I mean, this is I, I can't stand to read next door anymore. Uh, because <laughs> it drives me crazy. Uh, well, and you look at all the, the, the you know, like the stranger right. and all these different news sources. Everybody has a polarized view. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and the thing is, we got to stop name calling. Right. We got to start looking at results. Well, uh, in an upcoming episode, we're going to take some time to really talk about what you're going to do and and why you made the decision to <laughs> to go back to work. I mean, you've been retired for what? Well, geez, was it eight years or so? Ten years. Oh yeah, Ten wow. Years. I don't know, man. <laughs> that that would well, be a shock you know, to my system like, <laughs> now. But both you and I, right? Yeah. I mean, we haven't really been retired. That's true. That's true. That's true. I, I think I've been as busy as I was when I was yeah, working. Yeah, to some degree, me too. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you get, you get to choose what you want right. to do. And this was really attractive to me because it's not often in your life you get a chance to make a difference. Yeah. I mean, a real difference. I mean, a lot of times, yeah, people take me to task for doing hoarders and all these other <laughs> nonsensical shows. And it was a means of making right. a living. But there, but there were times I sat in my office and I said, you know, sometimes, you know, bus drivers have more impact on people's daily lives, you know? I just entertain people. 
So now I've got a chance to use my skills to really try to make a difference. But I got to give you some credit with hoarders is that you guys did set up a, a mental health aspect of helping people if they wanted to oh, have yeah. help. So there, it wasn't just about, you know, seeing the god awful uh, walking into a place and seeing, you know, papers everywhere up to the ceiling. Yeah, there was really an like effort anything, to help. it's. It's not it, like people think that it's not what it appears to be. I mean, it, it, some there was one comment that I shouldn't read comments, but there was a comment on Twitter that said, oh, he's going to come in and monetize the pain and suffering of homeless in Seattle. And, you know, and, and that's kind of not fair because these people in hoarders never would have gotten help or intervention unless we stepped in and we provided mental health care host the show. There were other shows that knocked us off. There's a show called hoarding buried alive on TLC where they would pay the hoarders to be on the show. I mean, that's like doing a show on alcoholism and say, Hey, I'll I'll pay you with a, with a six pack, you know, right. Right. Go down to the corner store and, uh, you know, buy what you need so that we can just show. I tried to be ethical. Right. Well, Okay, so here's what you're going to need. You're going to need some thick skin, So, uh, which I'm sure oh. you you have a lot of thick skin. Oh, well, I'm in TV, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you, you don't get much thicker skin than that. Like I said, we'll talk more about that in an upcoming episode. So really talk more about what you're going to do and, and, and why you wanted to come back and do this. But for now, um, you know, I, I guess we'll have to see what happens going forward. Um, and, you know, frankly, I... Uh, there have been some, you know, there definitely been arrests. There have been charges. Uh, I really want to see the hammer come down on those folks that, uh, you know, were part of the insurrection. And open your eyes, America. You know, we have a well, serious problem. There's been some reports, too, that, uh, you know, I was reading in the Washington Post about uh, that although prosecutors have encouraged higher penalties, the judges have refused to do that. And again, all I got to say is white privilege. Yeah. What's up with that? Yes. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Well, I guess we got to keep an eye on those judges, too. That's true. And then we'll have another chance here to celebrate New Year's on February 1st when this comes to Chinese New Year's. Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year's. All right. We'll talk about that as well. All right. Uh, Thank you all for joining us on this episode of Chino y Chicano. We want to hear from you. Reach out to us on Twitter at Enrique Cerna and at Lofonland for me, Matt Chan. You can also email us at chinoichicano at gmail.com and check out our Chino Ichicano page on Facebook. Our theme music was composed and performed by Antonio Gomez. You can find the Chino Ichicano podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and other favorite podcast platforms. Please take a listen, download, subscribe, and give us a review. If you'd like to watch our conversations, we're posting them to YouTube. Go to search and type in Chino y Chicano. I'm Matt Chad, the Chino. I'm Enrique Cerna, the Chicano. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask in a crowd. Please get vaccinated. We'll talk more later.